Welcome to the Soul Service Podcast. I'm your host and soul-centric leadership coach, Anastasia Burtnick. If you are a spiritual seeker looking to learn, grow, and make deep and lasting change in your life, you are in the right place, my friend. I'll be serving you up juicy topics on soul work, relationships, purpose, power, and everything in between. Together, we are going to dive deep into our hearts and souls so you can live your best life ever. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Soul Service Podcast. I have a very special guest for you today. His name is Tyson Sharp, and we talk about loving your inner five-year-old and how using that ability to love your inner five-year-old can help you transcend emotions and limiting beliefs in your life and really create a life full of love and abundance and really raise your consciousness. Now, Tyson is an emotional fitness coach who focuses on helping you heal your emotions and release limiting stories so that you can create a heart-centered life and business. As a collective, the world is starting to raise its level of consciousness and become more aware of our egoic mind. You've probably noticed your ego when you believe achieving a successful online business will help you reach more joy, freedom, or even at some level, to feel enough. Tyson's mission is to channel this heightened consciousness in the world of business. Tyson has coached hundreds of online business owners, helping them transcend their patterns of fear, doubt, and frustration so that they can create and build a more conscious business as an extension of their personal awakening. He believes that when you build a business from flow, creativity, and alignment, you can't not thrive, and you will create the difference in the world you are being pulled towards by your heart. So without further ado... Let's dive in. Hi, Tyson. Welcome to the Soul Service Podcast. How are you doing today? Very, very good. I'm awake. It's early, but it's absolute pleasure to be here. Always good to have these chats. Well, I'm glad you're awake. That's always a good thing. <laughs> yes. Wouldn't want you sleeping on the job here. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Well, it's definitely a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And I know my guests are going to, or my audience is absolutely going to love the interview that we're going to do today. Uh, You have a great energy, so I'm excited to introduce you to them. So yeah, yeah, totally. I, uh, this is the, this is what I do. It's sort of, I, I interview a lot of people as well and it's, and just sharing stories and having people introduce others to some people who are doing incredible things in the world is always a pleasure. Perfect. So Tyson, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Who are you as a person? And then who are you as a business owner? Yeah. I mean, as a person, that's a big question. How, how long do you have? <laughs> we got a long time. So yeah. <laughs> go, yeah. go ahead. I'll, I'll start with my, my personal, my personal journey. Um, in, in the reason why I'm at where I'm at is because I basically had only one interest in, in school and that was psychology. I love the, I'm just fascinated with the brain and how people can make meanings. And, and I, I remember in school, the only thing that I found fascinating was the biopsychosocial model, how your, mm-hmm. your sort of your psychology 
and how you think really impacts how you feel, which impacts how you behave. And I was fascinated with that. Um, so I just went with the flow of what society told me to do. And that was basically going to university and continue to get degrees and all those different things. And it was only when I, uh, you know, finished six years where I had no clue what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't want to become a psychologist and work with uh, mental disorders. Um, so instead of taking a leap and, and jumping into something that was, uh, you know, my passion, I was stuck with confusion and I was a lost little puppy. So what I did was I ran off to Canada and lived in Canada for two years. I'm not sure if many people can tell I'm not Canadian. Um, <laughs> but the, it, was a, it was a journey of two years traveling around just being, you know, a little bit confused and, and still having a lot of fun. But in that journey, I learned the difference between happiness and fulfillment. You know, I was, mm. I was happy day in, day out. I was snowboarding. I was traveling. I was meeting new friends. I was having fun. Um, but definitely there was a lack of direction, a lack of purpose, a lack of meaning. And I was at the point where I was just, uh, I had this, this, this pit in my stomach where I was just like, something's missing, right? Something is, is, uh, is, is lacking. And so that's really where I decided to jump into personal development. I'm like, I have to take some sort of direction in terms of my growth because right where I'm at right now, I was living in a, in a, in Toronto, I was living in a, a bedroom that was like eight foot by about 16 foot. And that was it. I was just living in a tiny room. I had no kitchen, had no lounge room. All I had was like a, a bed, a toaster oven and a little mini fridge. And, uh, and basically rats that were crawling throughout the walls. Lovely. And uh, that, that, was the, that was the wake up call. That was a wake up call for me to say, okay, there's a little bit more to life than, uh, than what I'm doing right now. And, and, um, and so that's really where I started to put one foot in front of the other and started learning, started progressing, started learning more about my personal development and, uh, and things just started rocking, rolling from there. And a, a huge leap for me was when I invested half of everything I had in the bank while I was a poor traveling Australian and uh, decided to jump into my first online coaching course with Tony Robbins. And I fell in love with the art of coaching and I finally got a little bit of a hint in terms of what I was meant to do with my life because uh, mm -hmm. I was watching some interventions with Tony Robbins transforming lives in the matter of one conversation. And I was just like bawling my eyes out. I was just, it hit me so emotionally, hit me right in the heart in terms of people who are transforming by seeing that there's things that are deeper than mm -hmm. their surface level problems. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, and that's when I decided to move back to Melbourne where I'm from and uh, start my own online coaching business. That's a, little bit of a little bit of a compact uh compact story but that's where i'm at right now that's amazing that's such an incredible journey and for you to go from school to then traveling and really just experiencing life and not having direction for a few years and then going back into a very direction oriented field that's amazing how did you find um working and like doing coaching through tony robbins yeah, so I basically, um, I basically, on his, in his online course, I learned all the tactics and tools and strategies, right? So I learned mm -hmm. what he uses to create huge shifts in, in, in his clients. And that led me to, you know, do some advanced work and some, and some advanced courses with, uh, through his models. I uh, attended his in-person events, anyone who's mm -hmm. been to, UPW and date with destiny and all those, all those in-person events. I've, I've done them all and I love dancing. So that's what they're all about. So it's just about 
high energy and jumping and dancing and hugging people for four and a half or six days, whatever event you want to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it was really cool. And it was sort of the way I describe it now is that type of content is perfect for taking people from a victim mentality into an achiever mentality. So that's sort of a real big shift in terms of people's consciousness to sort of move from life's happening to me to life's happening from me, where you can start really shifting your thoughts, your focus, Mm -hmm. your physiology, like how you move and use your body in a way that channels uh, you to take control of your life and control of the, your, um, you know, the direction and destiny of your life. Uh, What I find now after, after coaching hundreds of business owners in the last few years, I've been, I started this uh, coaching about four and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've noticed the patterns that people can get stuck in the achiever mentality. So there's uh, so they get stuck in the, in the, in the levels of consciousness where they've moved from victim into achiever. And now they're stuck at the achiever where that's their sort of their, their North star where every, every challenge in their life, they're just like, okay, I just need to shift my action and shift my focus, shift my mentality or strategies I'm using. Mm-hmm. And they can actually get, get stuck up in the, uh, in the achiever phase where they're attached to results. They're attached to the outcome, right? They're attached to action taking. Yeah, and, um, and I find huge levels of shifts once people uh, move out of that into a higher level of consciousness. That's so key. I actually experienced that a lot in my own journey where I was actually in a victim and an achiever mindset at the same time. Uh, cause I, was, <laughs> I was a very high achiever, but I was also constantly in a victim mindset. So that external validation, I was kept repeating that loop over and over and over again. And it's not a good yeah. place to be. So no, not at all. We're all, we all get that. And plenty of your, plenty of the people listening right now can notice the underlying story in their own life of this needs to happen for me to feel how I want to feel right? this only when I achieve this or only when this happens or only when this doesn't happen, I'll finally feel happy, safe, uh, freedom, right? Joyful, whatever it may be. And that underlying current, that underlying story is really, really key to be aware of. And if, if you're starting to be aware of it, that means it's a very, very good sign that your level of, consciousness is about to shift because it's first about noticing the patterns mm-hmm. and then you can start they can start to fall away if you if you drop resistance and then you can move into from a re- achiever mentality into sort of what i call the receiver i call it from the achiever to the receiver where you know no longer if your primary focus is no longer going out and achieving and trying to find the answers externally inward and and doing the inner work where you can start where things can start to flow through you and um and once people create that shift, it's such a huge difference, not only for your internal personal peace, but also for the external results that come with more flow and, and more mm-hmm. alignment as well. Yeah, absolutely. I find the achiever mindset also keeps us very separate from our emotions and our feelings because like you were saying, we have to do this before we can feel that. So we're really separating ourselves. Whereas when you come into your the receiver mindset, it's, just really integrating all of that so you can feel it now and also go and achieve and feel it now and also do healing and and be in that receiving mode as well so totally i I felt the same when i was i was i I hired business coaches i was very heavily directed on growing my coaching business getting more clients making more income 
you know, creating more impact, all those different things. Um, I created a big shift in myself when I, when I started to realize that I was very much attached emotionally to the result. So, mm-hmm. you know, a couple years into it, I, I started to find some success. I was hiring, like I said, business coaches and I started making, you know, my first 10 grand months and things like that. And I got to the point where I was, I found myself really uh, emotionally hooked by whether I made money or not, or mm. whether I got, you know, engagement on a social media post. I was learning how to grow on Facebook and learning how to uh, grow a tribe and all those different things. And then I, I found myself posting and then just being, and then just like freaking out about if it's going to be a successful post or not. Right. And I started noticing all these patterns and I thought, I thought, wouldn't it be a crazy shift if I was no longer attached to that outcome? Right. And that's when I really started diving in deep uh, and I really started being in a uh, really started shifting towards a place where not only was I, not only was I achieving, but I was actually looking at the achiever pattern within me and thinking, why is it that I want to achieve so bad? And instead of going out and taking action straight away, I would actually just do the opposite and sit. And I would sit in a space where I noticed the side of me that needed to achieve in order to feel enough. Yeah. And that's really where things got interesting. Can you talk more about what came up for you when you would sit with those emotions? Yeah, cool. If you want the, uh, this episode to go for five hours, we can definitely do that. Sure. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's an awesome question. Cause I love, I love describing this because um, if, if you feel yourself attached to results, if you feel yourself attached and hooked by outcomes and you think it might be now in your expansion you, you, to move from achiever into receiver where you can start feeling internal peace as well as getting external results with more flow. Uh, if, that's, if that's the space you're in right now, sitting with that and being in a complete surrender is is a, a huge shift and so what happened for mm-hmm. me was i decided i noticed all of these patterns notice this achiever mentality notice the side of me that needed to achieve to, and succeed to feel enough and to feel worthy mm-hmm. and uh, needed to make money to feel safe mm-hmm. and so what i did was i just sat with it and i actually for the first once i started meditating uh, extensively and doing longer forms um, in silence i actually sat in one day and did it for six hours. So I sat in silence for six hours in one day and I just noticed everything that was coming up, right? Everything in terms of feeling guilty. Any business owner will know that. Mm -hmm. Um, Feeling stressed, feeling worried, feeling like I should, all the shoulds came up in terms of I should be doing more income generating activities. I should be making sure my clients are okay. I should be posting more and engaging with my community. All these shoulds came up. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of taking action on them, I just started sitting with it and noticing them and allowing them to be there, allowing the emotions of stress, allowing the emotions of worry, allowing the emotions of overwhelm or, or guilt to come up. And I just noticed all of it and I just let it be there. And surprisingly, it just, it just started falling away. It was only very momentarily it would come up and I would feel it and I'd welcome mm-hmm. it and I'd love everything that was coming up and then it would fall away. And as it fell away, more stuff came up. And so I was just in the complete surrender phase of, um, of just being the observer. And as I did that, 
not only were was these patterns started to come up and emerge but move away um i i realized exactly that every pattern that's coming up every emotion that you're feeling is coming mm. up so it can come out it's coming up because it's actually ready to transcend it's actually ready to move on um yeah. not many people notice that Mo many people avoid the emotion mm -hmm. or they resist it thinking they shouldn't be feeling this way or it needs to be fixed and therefore they push it down unconsciously mm -hmm. uh, where it, where it grows right and so that's really it's, it's a it was a huge shift for me and since then seven or eight months ago uh, since i started this journey i've been meditating in silence for two hours a day um i don't think everyone needs to do that it's just my experiment but i've just found so much internal and external uh shifts because of it so that's sort of the the experiment that i'm running at the moment that's dedication <laughs> oh my gosh i could never do two hours. actually i could i shouldn't say that i could if i put my mind to it do two hours a day but yeah not everybody <laughs> wants to or needs to do that but yeah. that's amazing that you are doing that and um you're that you're really feeling and finding such profound changes and I know that this is something that so many people struggle with where they just have to notice things like you were saying and not try to fix them because yeah. that's not what we're programmed to do is to try to fix everything rather than just notice and let it be and accept it. It's huge. It's huge. Mm -hmm. I, I, the, the, the metaphor I give, it's almost like if you're in the park and like a five-year-old comes up to you in the park, right? And let's say this five-year-old's scared you know, you can see, you can see there's love in their eyes, but they're also worried. They're also scared. Let's say they don't know where their parents are. Mm -hmm. You know, would you say to that child, go away until you feel better? Right. Or would you say to that child, it's wrong. You're feeling this way, right? You need to feel something different. You need to be fixed. Right. Of course, people who are listening to this, like what the hell is this going on? Of course you wouldn't do that. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's what we're doing to ourselves. That's what we're doing to ourselves when we have, our internal five-year-olds come up and that's all it is all it is is we have internal five-year-olds that are coming up in the form of fear doubt worry because these five-year-olds have particular beliefs about who you need to be and what needs to happen in your life for you to feel enough so we learn when we're children who we need to be to feel loved because if we're not loved when we're children we link that to death right? We may, we may die if we're not physically loved, mm, right? Yep. Even, even uh, people know that uh, babies can, can die if they're not physically loved. It's called failure to thrive syndrome. And so this is biologically hooked in us. Mm -hmm. And so therefore we carry these patterns that say uh, to be enough, I need to achieve to be enough. I need to be funny to be enough. I need to be kind to be enough. I need to do this. Cause if I'm enough, I can be, I can get that love. That means my very survival. Mm -hmm. And that's why now when business owners have an obstacle between them and success, it literally feels like life and death, right? It brings yeah. up the fight flight response because unconsciously it's linked to death. And so I find when we have, the fear, the doubt, the overwhelm, the stress, mm -hmm. the guilt, whatever comes up, mm -hmm. it's actually a five-year-old within you, a five-year-old in form of a pattern that's coming up to be seen. It's coming up to be heard. It's coming up to be understood. It's coming up because it, it wants to be loved. So for example, for me, I had the five-year-old come up that says, you need to achieve in order to feel enough. Mm -hmm. 
So instead of looking at the five-year-old, I went out and tried to achieve. Now here's the crazy thing. Even when, if, when I do that, even if I do achieve, I still don't feel enough. I still don't feel like I'm worthy. Mm -hmm. I still don't feel that because what have I done? I've avoided the five-year-old that has that fear, right? By going out and achieving. Therefore, now I'm just going to live in fear that I'm going to lose that achievement, that I'm going to lose that level of success. People have this with money all the time. They place mm -hmm. money in terms of their security, right? Yeah. Money in terms of their, in terms of their safety. If you have that pattern, I can guarantee you, Money won't help you feel safe. You'll, even if you have the money, you live in fear that you're going to lose it. Mm -hmm. Why? Because there's a five-year-old that comes up in the form of fear that says, I need money to feel safe. Therefore, instead of providing love and security and safety to this five-year-old, mm -hmm. you try to make them feel better by getting the money. Right? And so what I find by sitting in it for six hours and doing this extended meditation. Mm -hmm. I'll say again, not, not everyone needs to do this. I don't think everyone needs to. Um, but what I found is that fear and stress and worry and all these uncomfortable emotions can't continue in a space where it's actually seen and it's actually loved. Mm -hmm. But all fear will continue in a space where you don't want it to be there. Yeah. So my intention when I'm meditating or my intention through the day is to just continue to feel these emotions without resistance and without judgment. And the more I feel them, the more I love them, I see them, the more they transcend, the more they move on. Beautiful. Because that's, that's all what the five-year-old wants. The five-year-old just wants to feel heard, wants to feel safe, wants to feel understood, wants to feel loved. Mm -hmm. And if you can hold the space for that, if you can hold the space and the safety for that emotion to be there, you actually become the parent that five-year-old wish they had. Mm -hmm. You actually become the parent with that unconditional love that five-year-old truly wants. That's the reason why they're servicing. That's the reason why they're coming to your conscious awareness. And that's why the fear will dissipate with time when you hold the space for it. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I love that, that metaphor. I can so perfectly picture it in my mind, like having that five-year-old come to me and then instead of pushing it away or trying to keep it money or whatever our ego wants us to do, just taking its hand and walking with it. Like that's, yeah. that's really what we need to do. And that's such a beautiful example of how to overcome and heal fears and doubts and guilt and shame and all of these heavy emotions that we try to repress because they don't feel good mm -hmm. to us. Yeah. And in terms of, in terms of my passion, my mm -hmm. passion is really helping business owners and entrepreneurs and, and, you know, heart-based, heart-based online business owners to, to find their calling and to live their calling. And I find when you do this exercise, when you, when you live this way, mm -hmm. you start getting nudges from your heart that says, this is what you're here to do. Right. This is the next step. You, you start to gain huge levels of clarity, huge levels of creativity, huge levels of insight when you when you allow these patterns to emerge. For example, like before this call, I, I was explaining to you that I've been up since three three thirty in the morning. Right. Sometimes I don't, sometimes I don't sleep well. 
it's, mm-hmm. it's happened since I, since I cut out sugar and flour, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, I just basically struggle sleeping and I'm tweaking, I'm, I'm, I'm changing a few things, but I think this is for some, you know, this has to be happening for a reason. And last night, uh, in the, like at three thirty, I woke up with stress. I woke up and I was feeling like this confusion or this overwhelm or there was something in my chest and stomach. And my thought, my, my first thought was awesome because I know that at some level I've opened a safe enough space mm-hmm. for a five-year-old to come through for a five-year-old to come to the surface that I haven't loved unconditionally yet. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge, it's huge shift for people when they start realizing they can get excited about the fact that these, these emotions that are coming up are a huge opportunity, yeah, huge absolutely. opportunity for you to deepen the connection with yourself. And so I just felt with it for about an hour from about three thirty to about four thirty. Um, I just felt it. And I just, I just, I was just there and I was just like in complete surrender to it and, and feeling the feeling it physically and, and just providing safety and love for it. And, um, I didn't need it to move on. I didn't need to do anything with it. Right. That's almost like hugging the five-year-old. So they'll leave. You're not feeling mm-hmm. it so that it will leave. Yeah. You're feeling it. You're feeling it so that it will be so that you can deepen the connection with yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I know this, I know the more peace and love, and joy I feel it's generally about two and a half, three days in a row. I'll feel connected. I'll feel one. I'll feel peace. I'll feel, uh, I'll feel joy. And then I almost can predict the next morning, like more like three days next, I'll feel like this huge anxiety or I'll notice another big pattern that I haven't recognized before. And that's because I've opened a safe enough space for these more unconscious patterns to come to the surface. And it's just a huge opportunity, especially for business owners to be able to do this. Amazing. And you actually said something that I want to, that I want to touch on. You mentioned with the five-year-old that it's not just about giving it love. So it'll go away. It's about really spending time with it and deepening the connection. It's almost like you're bringing it into the family. So you're, it's, you and then a family of five-year-olds with every time you yeah. heal something. So it's not, like you said, it's not about pushing it away. And that's also, I think, another uh, block that people have is they want to look, once they get past the, I don't want to look at it at all, they're like, okay, I'm going to look at it and get rid of it instead yeah, of yeah. integrating it into into themselves. Yeah, you need, really need to pay attention to the patterns of resistance right? Mm-hmm. So the patterns of resistance and you'll notice it more and more and more, the more you sit in silence and you'll notice there'll be a pattern that comes up around fear. And then you'd be like, Oh, I don't want that fear to be there. So you'll have the fear. Then there'll be a side of you that has judgment about the fear. Yeah. Right? Oh, I've been, I've been feeling fear for so long. Why am I still feeling this way? I thought I was over this already. Mm-hmm. Right. Or oh, if only this was to, if only this was to leave, then I'll feel peace or, whatever it may be. And you'll just start noticing more and more and more. It's almost like your, your level of awareness just starts to expand. Yeah. Right. And, and the more patterns you start to recognize, the more you start to, uh, the more that starts to fade away. Like, so I'll have fear and then I'll be like, Oh, why is there fear coming up? And then I'll be like, Oh, there's a judgment and I'll, I'll hold space for the judgment. Mm-hmm. And then while I'm holding space for the judgment, I'll be like, Oh, I can't believe it's still here right? Or how long will it take before I, before it leaves? How long, how much longer will there be guilt after this fear? Whatever it may be, right? Mm -hmm. Or is this fear, is this fear, uh, 
going to wrap me up in a, in, a, in a downward spiral that's going to affect my business. Like all these things that just come up, I'll just hold more and more and more space. And the more that happens, the more you start to realize that you're completely fine. Mm-hmm. Right? It, everything that's happening is fine. Everything's happening for a reason. You actually move from, uh, you actually move from the achiever to the receiver really, really quickly. The more you sit in surrender, the more you just allow right? Without resistance, without judgment. And then you can actually, what I found was once it's almost like these patterns are removing and it leaves this, this well, and this well is like endless creativity, endless Mm -hmm. inspiration, endless love. And I find getting, using the resources from that well Mm -hmm. helps you not only follow your path, and, the, and your journey and the, the mission you're here to do, but you can do it with such love and such compassion and mm-hmm. such huge levels of resourcefulness Yeah, where your business will just grow as a byproduct and your business success will just be a byproduct of who you're being because you're doing this inner work. And that's the huge shift from achiever to receiver that, mm-hmm. I've, that I've found that's a massive shift. Absolutely. I find um, another thing too is that, so, so there's two things. So one, you had mentioned that some of the judgments that and thoughts that would come into your head is like, why is this still happening? I thought I cleared this. And I know that one thing that a lot of people as they're doing this work come up against is the healing layers. So you'll have different layers of a certain thing, like a certain fear, a certain judgment that you'll have to actually heal and people forget about that because they think that okay well it's one and done but your judgment whether maybe it's around money might be several layers thick so you heal the first few layers and then you move on and it doesn't come up for a while and then that judgment comes back up and then you judge yourself for having that judgment come back up but it's just another level or another layer that's ready to be healed because you can't do it all at once and I think a lot of people wish they could yeah would you want to have like would you want to have like five thousand five-year-olds come in and stampede into the room right it's not 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 the way you want it not how it works and yeah. uh and yeah it's a really really good point because the re- where i start a lot of my clients with is to say mm-hmm. is to ask them okay consciously right now what's your deepest fear yeah is it failure is it running out of money is it the judgments of your your family right is it looking silly when you're doing a Facebook live? Like, what is it? And um, what generally comes up is around, around failure. What generally comes up is around scarcity and, and, and loss of, of money and security and those sort of things. And I, I let them know the biggest thing for you right now is to go in and feel that, mm-hmm. right? Go in and feel what would it feel like to have this, failure to have this looking bad to have this judgment on yeah. you and to physically and to welcome it to love that because to succeed i find with the shifting of the consciousness of the planet i find who's going to succeed and really thrive uh not the people who use the, the best tactics that might have worked decades ago when when we're in the hustle mentality right mm-hmm. um but right now, it seems like those who really do thrive and live the quality of life they want are not those who use the strategies and the tactics and the hustle and grind. 
-hmm. It's those who will actually love the side of them that can fail. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really, that's really the, where we're digging deep here and saying, what is your deepest fear? What's the biggest thing that you're afraid of? And to go in and feel that. You need to love the side of you that can fail. You need to mm -hmm. love the side of you that can look silly. You need to love the side of you that fears judgment and to feel that fully. And like you say, it works in layers. So someone will say, oh my God, I just want to succeed. Mm -hmm. But in my meditation, I'm having fear around judgment. And I'm like, trust me, whatever comes up is coming up in perfect divine timing, mm -hmm. right? You didn't have to do anything with it. It's coming up in divine timing because you're working through the layers you're meant to. You're working through the layers you're meant to. So for example, um, someone will be like, I just want to make a lot of money, but in my meditation, I'm having fears of people who are judging me about my Facebook lives. And I'm like, exactly. Do you think to make a lot of money, especially being a coach and consultant online, do you think you need to overcome judgments? <laughs> of course you do. Like it's all working perfectly. You'll, 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 you'll transcend the fears of, of being judged. Then you'll transcend the fears of, of losing your money. Then you'll transcend the fears of, uh, you know, whatever comes next, right. Of, of having success, then, then losing it all or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. uh, then you'll transcend the fears of, of, uh, you know, disappointing a loved one, like it, whatever the layers are for you, they will come up. And so yeah. you just need to sit there. You just need to be the channel that all that's happening in. And it really takes a lot of pressure off you because you don't actually have to do anything. It's like I study a lot of ancient wisdom and, and one of my things is incorporating ancient wisdom into modern day business. So I study a lot of uh, Buddhism and Taoism, all those different things. And mm -hmm. one thing Lao Tzu says is um, the Tao doesn't do anything but leaves nothing undone. And that's what I find if people incorporate that philosophy in their life, man, it's a huge game changer. Mm -hmm. Knowing that you don't have to do any guesswork, you don't have to hustle, grind, do anything what is meant to happen will flow through you. Mm -hmm. The type of action, the type of strategies will be, you'll be guided to them when you start to live in surrender. Yeah. Absolutely. And therefore you don't actually have to do anything. And by doing that, you leave nothing undone. Mm -hmm. You will follow your path. You will follow your calling. You can't not, you can't not have this thing pour through you when you're sitting in a place of surrender. It's mm -hmm. just what happens. And I think that is, is, so powerful and it goes against what we're taught in modern day business in terms of the hard work and hustle and stress and your action leads to results it it, it really with the shift of consciousness it's, it's really what uh it's really what's not important right now all of mm -hmm. all the inner work is what's important yeah absolutely i, I want to note one thing that you said as well because as you were explaining uh, that quote you were, even though you were sitting in surrender and allowing things to come through you, some of those things that were coming through you were still action. So it's not just about sitting in surrender and doing nothing. It's about sitting in surrender and letting actions come through you. So you yeah. can take the appropriate actions rather than forcing them from something that's external. Yeah, exactly. This is what I call tail with purpose. It's like all this inner work, it can't really, um, you can't really have one without the other. It's mm -hmm. like, or you can do sort of like a lot of Eastern philosophies um, is like breathing in. So it's finding inner peace, but Western psychology and modern day business is like the external. It's like, how can you, what can you create from this? Mm -hmm. And so you can't have one without the other. And so 
when I, I explain this is almost like your exhale and your ex your exhale will be with more purpose. It'll be aligned. It'll be in flow once you do the inner work. So once you sit and surrender, trust me, a lot of people think, well, won't I just be like on the couch all day, every day and, and, uh, and, and, you know, just eat potato chips. Uh, if I, if I just sit and surrender and I'm at peace with everything, I'm like almost the opposite happens. It's like when you sit in, in like I'll sit for two hours, uh, one day and, and, I'll just feel all of this and allow it to uh, allow it to all transcend. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I'll get this pull by my heart that says, "Do this, right? Or or make this happen. Or or contact this person. Or do this topic for this podcast episode. Or connect with your tribe and organize this Zoom call. Like, and, and it'll be a pull. Mm-hmm. It won't be something that is like you're forced to do. It won't be a lot of us are doing. We're trying to push to get results. Mm-hmm. It's a pull from your heart. It's like a pull that says this is your direction. This is your guidance. This is in flow. This is aligned. And you can feel the difference. You can feel that it's a pull. And therefore the more you sit, the more that pull will just be almost like it's, it's almost like it's guided by something more than what your mind can see. Mm-hmm. So your mind, your, 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 um, I'll talk about this topic. And then your mind will say that won't make you money. Right. Or your mind will say people won't like that. Yeah. But you have to listen to that heart, that heart's guidance. I, the thing I say my, to my clients all the time before they sign up to my uh, coaching is I have, I have two rules. It's like one, you have to allow all emotions. You have to welcome all emotions. Mm-hmm. And, and two, no matter what your heart says, you have to follow it. So I have, I have a, a client who is like made over a million dollars on Instagram like this huge house, like eight bedroom house he lives in by himself. His heart said, sell everything. Mm. His heart said, sell everything and be a, and be a digital nomad. Just, just, and that's exactly what he did. Put his house up for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's now planning on giving a lot of the money to his family and just traveling around, traveling around and, and, uh, and, and, and educating people on, uh, on the, sh- the shift internally. Right, from mm-hmm. the work that we've been doing and it's huge i'm like and that's that's the rule i have if your heart says if and you know you know your heart says do this your heart will just say oh this feels right you have to do it because that's that's your calling that's that's your guidance that's that's the thing that will uh that's the thing that will allow your external environment to just align in perfect synchronicity because you're being it's more than what your mind can see more than what your ego can see mm-hmm. and um takes a lot of knowing takes it, it's just a knowing that this is what's going to lead to your path absolutely so i'm curious when you are following your heart i know that a lot of people um they can second guess themselves sometimes because they will get that hit and they they know it's from their heart but at the same time their mind's kicking in their ego's kicking in and saying no like you're, that's that's foolish don't follow that so how do you discern if it's from your heart what does it feel like for you how do you tell that voice yeah there's there's a there's a couple things that come through for me so one uh the more you follow your heart the more patterns you'll recognize that you need to do you need to hold space for Mm -hmm. so your heart will say like i used to work at a restaurant so i was working at a restaurant like two shifts a week but i was also doing growing my coaching business Mm -hmm. my heart said leave that job I wasn't making money in either. I wasn't making a lot of money in my coaching or, or in the, at the restaurant. 
my heart said, just leap, leave the job. Mm -hmm. right? Then my mind freaks out and says, what if you can't do that? What if you're, you don't make money? What if it's the wrong thing? Whatever. Mm -hmm. That's the pattern I had to transcend. That's the pattern I, hold, I had to hold space for. So your heart will give you one direction and you will basically will allow the egoic patterns of your mind to kick in that you need to hold space for, that need to be loved, that need to be transcended so that you can get your next steps. Now, the way you know it's from your heart is when you're basically your heart, your heart's voice will be very direct. It'll be very switched on. It, it'll be like a, it'll be like an instant. It'll be as a feeling or in language, it can be both, but it will be, you can feel that it's very direct. It's very like very straightforward. Mm -hmm. right? It's like, do this, do yeah. this live, contact this person, take this leap. When it's from your mind, the voice is very in stories. It'll give you a reason. It'll give you, and it, you know, it'll be like, you need to do this because if you don't, then someone will say this or your parents will say that, or you need to make money so that you can feel this or whatever. And it's, it's wrapped up in stories and it's wrapped up in, um, in reasons, right? Reasons and, uh, and justifications of why you need to, uh, your heart won't do that because your heart's being guided by something that's a lot, that's, that's a lot more. So therefore it'll just say, do this and you don't need to. Uh, you don't need to know why. Mm -hmm. um, like with my, my online community, after I sat down for six hours, my heart's calling said, uh, start this community, this mm -hmm. online community, and, and just serve and just love and just fall in love with serving them. And now that's over, you know, a thousand members. And it's just, it's just my passion. I just go in there and I serve, I, I contribute, and I organize these different uh, events and things like that because that was a calling for me. My mind was saying, oh, why am I going on Facebook and doing a group? Everyone's got a group. Who cares? Like, well, you know, my mind said yeah. that. But I'm like, no. I'm like, my heart is guiding me to that. I have to take that leap and I just need to trust. It's like a knowing. It's like it'll lead me to the next step and the next step and the next step. Beautiful. I love that. I've, I've heard it put many different ways, but never in the way you just shared it, where it's your heart is very direct and then it's your mind that tells all the stories. So that's a really great way to distinguish it. So thank you very much for that example. I love that. Yeah, and people can, you get, this is what I call the flip. It's like your heart will give you guidance mm -hmm. and it'll feel very aligned in your body, but it'll be very scary to your mind. Because mm -hmm. right? yeah. your mind can't see the outcome, mm -hmm. direct steps. Right. But when you're, but when you're in your head, so for example, I was in my, when I was at the job, I was in my head. So it was very, really safe to my head, right? Yeah. In my mind, it was very safe. It was very secure. It was very responsible. Right. Mm -hmm. That it actually feels goddamn scary in your body, in your heart, in your soul, that you're not living your calling. You're not mm -hmm. living your passion. Yeah. Right. So people can feel, this, you have this calling from your heart that's blind in your body, but it's scared to your head. Right? It's scared to your mind. Mm -hmm. That's the that's why I call it the flip. When you follow your when you follow your heart, it, you'll you'll feel the flip. You'll start to be like, okay, this feels goddamn scary in my head, but very aligned here. Instead yeah. of being in my head where it feels where it feels scary to my heart and scary in my body, but very safe in my head. That's what I call 
the flip. So people can sort of start to feel that, start to see where their, where their gauge is. Mm -hmm. I love that. So earlier in our conversation, we were, you were talking about um, after you were integrating all of the different emotions that come up and you're just sitting with everything and healing everything and transcending it. Um, you were talking about the shift that you and people you've worked with have felt where they become basically what their business is. They become their purpose and it's all just one rather than separate pieces. So I'm wondering if you can speak into that a little bit more. Yeah, sure. I mean, you can sort of feel that when you're, when you're sitting in complete surrender, Mm -hmm. and you're just allowing everything like you're allowing the fear you're allowing the doubt you're also allowing the space for the joy the love the abundance and when what will flow through what will flow through you is like your your passion your purpose mm -hmm. and you become that you become a piece of what you're here to do but that's it's it's i find it fascinating that everyone's everyone has in them like this path, this, 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 it's, it's almost like uh, this inbuilt system that says, this is what you're here to do. I just feel called to create this difference. I just called to be this example for this community. I just feel called to um, do art or photography or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And I find that fascinating. And I find it fascinating that that's a lot of the, the top regret of the dying, right? The top regret of the dying is I wish I had the courage to live the life I was meant to live, right? Mm -hmm. People thought I should live. And that's huge. And that, what's most fascinating about that is deep down they knew the life they were meant to live. I think that's fascinating that every, everyone within us says, oh, there's something in me that says that this is the direction. This is what I'm meant to do. And mm -hmm. that's sort of the clarity you have when you start to sit in surrender. When you sit in surrender and you start to meditate work, that's what shows up. That's yeah. what you get clarity on. That's, that's what your next step will be. Your heart is like a, a GPS. It'll just give you the one next step. Mm -hmm. It won't give you, like if you jumped into your car and then your GPS said 10 directions, like 10 next steps and then said, okay, go. Like it doesn't do that. It'll give you one step and say, okay, go to this intersection and turn left. Yeah. Then you turn right. And, and, you don't know all of the steps, right? But your heart, your heart will tell you one step at a time. Mm -hmm. And the most exciting thing is you don't know exactly where it's going to lead, but you know it's all in purpose. You know it's all in flow because it's flowing through you, right? And that's, that's real, a real deep level of trust, real deep level of guidance and, and a knowing. Mm -hmm. And that's only what will come when you move from an achiever standpoint into, into the receiver, when you're starting to receive that, those steps. Absolutely. You know, one of the ways that I like to imagine the, the path that we have laid out in front of us is, is a staircase, but it's one of those magical staircases where the next step doesn't appear until you've actually stepped and then it's just uh, magically there and then it just keeps going up. But half of the staircase, if you were to look at it from a bird's eye view, is invisible because you haven't taken the next step yet. So yeah. that's how I like I to look that. at it. Yeah. It's all about the yeah. surrender. Yeah. I love that. And, the, and, a lot of people want to take the next step and they want to do so with safety. That's mm -hmm. also a trap. It's also a trap. If you are to, um, it's almost like I'll take my heart sleep as long as I make money 
I'll take yeah. my hard sleeve as long as I'm going to get the approval of other people. And, uh, and that's, it's a real crazy thing when you leap without any, uh, it's without any expectation, mm-hmm. right? It's almost like, it's almost like when you take that next step on the staircase, I don't know whether it's going to be, you know, higher than the, the, the step I'm on or below the step that I'm on. Right. So it's almost like there's that little, there's that little guessing game of, of, you know, what's the next step going to be, but I'm going to take the next step knowing that whatever happens is meant to happen. So yeah. when I left my job, for example, it's it such a huge shift for me. Um, so I had to overcome that scarcity of money and that mm-hmm. fear and safety around money that I took this, I took that leap. And I remember as soon as I took the leap, I said, I, I told myself, I'm like, I'm willing to either receive the opportunities that come with this mm-hmm. or the lessons that I'm meant to learn. And it's only when I was willing to go broke, I was willing to lose everything. I was willing to look silly. I was willing to do whatever's necessary that I took the leap and actually things just started falling into place. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I, I tell people all the time is that when you take this leap that your heart's guiding you towards, you have to do it without conditions. You can't place conditions on your heart. Your heart's guiding you towards something that's a lot bigger than what your mind can see. Yeah, absolutely. So if, if you're trying to see the result, if you're trying to see the steps, then that's your ego kicking in that says, I need safety. Mm-hmm. I need security. Right? I need certainty rather than I know this is what I'm meant to be on. I know I'm meant to learn the lessons. I know this will create more opportunities in my heart's guidance and my heart's path down the, down the track. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I myself started thinking about when I was going through all of this healing, because I was the kind of person who definitely felt like I needed safety was, and I don't like to call it like worst scenario thinking, but I almost looked at it like that, where I was, I knew that I needed to take the next step and I had fears come up and I needed that feeling of safety. So I looked at, if I took this next step, what would the worst case scenario be? And 99 times out of 100, the worst case scenario was being right back where I was as if I hadn't taken the step, except I'd have more knowledge because I'd, I'd still be in a better position. So I thought about it that way and that sometimes that gave me the safety that I needed because if I don't take a step and I stay where I am, or if I do take a step and worst case happens, I'm still where I am, well, at least I tried, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's funny what the ego can do. It's, mm-hmm. it's really and once you start noticing it it's like the worst case scenario is where i'm at right now like yeah you know and and that's the that's the funny thing but you got to think why am i freaking out so much what five-year-old is emerging that i need to love mm-hmm. unconditionally it's just showing you it's just showing you the size of you that you can love unconditionally that you're not loving unconditionally yet yeah absolutely and it makes it makes logically it makes no sense why doing a facebook live would be fearful right Mm -hmm. when on the other end you just learn so much more about yourself but and people can feel this like when they want to either start a business or they want to shift their business to something that's more in purpose Mm -hmm. and they're like oh but no one wants this or i don't know anyone that wants it or i don't know how to make money doing that or or, you know my my audience already want already loves me for this sort of thing this is what i can do it's what i'm good at but you can feel that heart calling. Mm-hmm. And the, the funny thing is it will not go away. 
no matter how much you need to numb yourself or distract yourself or tell yourself you need to be fixed for some reason. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't have those answers, but that won't go away. Right. And, and that's, what's mm -hmm. really interesting is that once you start to be on your path, you start to feel more in purpose. And yeah. when you start to feel more in purpose, you start to have higher level ideas, mm -hmm. higher level ideas with creativity and with flow and with alignment. Absolutely. It's almost like your business is built. It's almost like you're not even building your business. You're just the channel that it's flowing through. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is why, like I love interviews like this. I do um, group coaching like this all the time and I do it for free in my group. And I tell them all the time, I'm like, I would still be doing this. I would still be here if none of you were here. Cause yeah. this is just what's flowing through me. This is just what I love. Mm -hmm. right? I love talking about this, love talking about these um, topics and I do it with passion. Like later on in the day, I'll probably lose my voice cause I've got another few interviews. I'm going to interview you on my podcast, all these different things. I'm probably going to lose my voice, but I love it. I love doing this. So it's just flowing through me. And therefore the business gets built like as a byproduct and people mm -hmm. sign up to my one-on-one -on -one coachings and I love the, I love my clients and it's just, it all just happens because I'm, I'm now through me. Yeah. When I was at my job, when I was at the restaurant, I had a low level vibration mm -hmm. because that was no longer in my highest alignment. But that low vibration was coming through everything. My relationships, my health, my business, my coaching, mm -hmm. that low level vibration was in everything. And so I found that once I left the job, and started following, it's almost like I'm following my heart full time. Yeah, it's absolutely. Just it's just basically those sort of things come into alignment and therefore the higher level of energy, the higher level vibration is now in everything as well. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what I find. If you follow, follow your heart, follow that calling and get clarity on it. Yeah. Uh, the life you live will not only be successful, but it will be that byproduct because you found internal peace. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I find it so interesting that, you know, as we do this work, like you were saying, we have to heal all parts of our life. Like everything is interconnected. So when we start healing all those beliefs and judgments and five-year-olds that come up within business, it'll also trickle into relationships and trickle into like your personal life. So nothing is separate. It's all interconnected. And as we raise in consciousness in one area, naturally we're going to be called to heal and raise in consciousness in every single area of our life. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can think if you feel the fear of like shifting your business or growing your business or starting a business, if you feel that fear, hold space for it and mm -hmm. allow it to be there and then allow it to transcend and then have guidance on, on your next step. Imagine holding space for your loved one to be they, the way they want to be, right? Or to next time you have a craving for chocolate. I love chocolate. It's awesome. Uh, next time you have a craving for that, you can hold space for that craving, right? It's especially in personal relationships and intimate relationships, right? The, the fears and the doubts and the worries that come up in that hold space for that. Right? You can be in complete surrender when you allow the other person to be how they want to be, mm -hmm. to be in the space that they need to be, to allow their, them to follow their path. 
and everything that comes up in you around what should be happening, you can just allow, you can hold space for that. And that's what I think is true love is, is mm -hmm. allowing them to be however they're meant to be, however they want to be, yeah. allowing them to unfold the way they're meant to unfold, even if it's the way your ego doesn't think the way they should. Mm -hmm. right? And just, and just providing love. And if you can do that for them, you can do that for your business. You can do that for yourself. Really all interconnected. It's, it's, um, that's the journey. Yeah, absolutely. It's a beautiful way to end it. Mm. Also, I definitely what are, feel. What are your thoughts? What are your oh. thoughts? Does that, does that resonate with you? It does 100%. First off, I feel very personally called out by the chocolate comment. <laughs> totally. Apparently I need to sit with my chocolate cravings and hold the hand of that five-year-old. So thanks <laughs> for that it. one. <laughs> that's it. That's what, that's what we do. I mean, yeah. <laughs> for me, I, I cut out, I cut out sugar and um, flour, like I said, two years ago. Yeah. Um, but it's, it was such a personal, personal journey. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just holding space for that. And then it gets a little less, a little less, a little less. Um, and then you have, uh, you have, you give yourself permission to have like dark chocolate and things like that. And now, now I'm having a lot of dark chocolate. Now I'm like, now I'm going through the phase of, oh, is this actually good for me? I actually feel really great eating dark chocolate, but it's yeah. kind of just a, now I'm going on a, a different, it's, it's just a different phase and a different journey. And now you mm -hmm. go through the ebbs and flows of it and you're like, oh, now these cravings are coming back. And now I had, I had chocolate over Easter and now I'm like, okay, now I've, I had a lot of chocolate. It wasn't good for me. It didn't feel great at all, but this is a good lesson. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool to just, hold space for whatever's emerging and just be okay mm -hmm. with all of it. Yeah, absolutely. And really, like you were saying, giving it lots of love. So always coming from that space of love rather than from that space of judgment. That's, that's all we can do to really transcend all of this. Because if we are stuck in those places of judgment, if we're looking at things that are coming up and not giving them the love they need, then they're just going to keep coming up and, they get louder and louder and louder the more we ignore them so and if you can't go from fear to love or scarcity to love or um you know or worry or whatever or cravings to love mm -hmm. go to curiosity first mm -hmm. i get curious about it and yeah. say which five-year-old is emerging right now which five-year-old do i need to love mm -hmm. like, being in the space of the observer be like what is it that i need to notice right now and mm -hmm. and the shifting from from fear to curiosity of what you're actually fearful about or is there something deeper yeah. that you're not seeing is a really good transition point because once you can start being curious you start being the the, the watcher you start noticing and mm -hmm. noticing and being the noticer of yeah. the things you're noticing and so that is the space of once you once you recognize that you're not your patterns you're mm -hmm. not your thoughts you're not your emotions you're not these things that are coming up you're the space that all that exists in and you're the higher level of consciousness that's observing it mm -hmm. then you can start being in a space of, of of loving what is and being in a space of noticing that everything's happening for a reason yeah and i think acceptance is a really key and critical point in that too so even after curiosity acceptance and then love because i know a lot of times depending on how big the trigger is around what's coming up sometimes just accepting it for what it is and having that place of neutrality before you can love it is a good stepping stone as well. Yeah. Yeah. Taking the small, the small steps. It's really, 
really cool. Just accepting it and being like, I am fearful or being acceptance. Like I did eat five blocks of chocolate, whatever it may be, you know, and, yeah. uh, and noticing it and, 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 and being in the space of, if it is happening for a reason, then you can just accept that. Mm-hmm. Just accept what's happened and then it can lead to more and more and more insights and taking those incremental steps yeah. is, uh, it's a good shift to be able to, to recognize rather than just going from zero to a hundred and recognize and having, and having worries that you're not transitioning fast enough. I mean, mm-hmm. the step, the stepping stones, stepping stones are just as important. Yeah, absolutely. So Tyson, is there anything else that you feel the audience should know today? That's uh, on your heart. Man, we, uh, in all of this, I feel like this will, this conversation will be worth it if whoever's listening just notices at least just one pattern, one pattern they didn't know before, one pattern they didn't observe or didn't recognize before, that would be a huge step, right? Huge step. So if, if you are to notice patterns around achievement, mm-hmm. right, I feel like I need to achieve in order to feel enough. I feel like I need money to feel safe. I feel like I need, uh, you know, a big following to feel worthy. Mm-hmm. If you were to notice those patterns, it's a huge first step, huge, huge first step. And just starting to notice the pattern, allowing the space for it to be there, holding space for it, um, will actually allow you to also notice the, the, the safety and love within you. I think a, a big piece of this is noticing that these five-year-olds are emerging because you already unconsciously love them. That's why mm. they're, you, that's why they're almost, if they're, if they're in the park, they're coming to you for a reason, right? They're coming to you because at some unconscious level, you feel safe. And so feeling while you notice these patterns and while you feel these patterns of fear and doubt and worry, whatever, also recognize that there's love there. There mm-hmm. has to be, there yeah. has to be love there already. So you can feel the fear, but also feel the love and safety that's there as well. And just hold the space for all of it. Um, and when you do that, you'll be in a, a really, really good space to allow those, allow those patterns to transcend. And then you can start really getting curious around what your heart's mm-hmm. guiding you towards. And that's, that's where it gets exciting. Perfect. Oh, all right. So I have one fun question for you before we close off. So um, if you were to describe yourself as a metaphor, what would you be? As a metaphor? I thought you were going to ask something about chocolate. Oh, no. (laughs) If I could describe myself as a metaphor, Mm -hmm. um, I always, I love the metaphor of, I love the metaphor of um, a bird, a bird flying. And the reason being is because I love the saying that you can't fly by running faster. Like if you, if, if you're trying to fly, like genuinely trying to live your purpose and mm-hmm. find your calling and, and be in the space of, you know, your true potential. Yeah. You won't do that by running faster. Right. You that. won't, you, it just, it just won't happen. doesn't matter how hard you work doesn't matter how many strategies you use, doesn't matter how much, how much you hustle, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you can't find your potential by doing that. You have to find your, your potential by, by going in, 
by sitting in stillness, by surrendering, and then having the, your action be guided, be flowing through you. And that's when you start to actually fly. And so I, I love, I love that saying that you can't, you can't fly by running faster. And, um, and so that I, I love that. I love that metaphor of, uh, of being, being a bird. I just love, I just always wanted to fly as a kid. So yeah, <laughs> that, that, that always resonates with me. Now, did you try to fly as a kid? <laughs> uh, I didn't, I didn't. I was very disappointed when I, when I found out that I can't, <laughs> but it's, it's something, it's something that, uh, it's something I've always, always wanted to do. Maybe I should be a pilot or something like that in, in my next life. Cause that'll be, uh, that'll be me living my other purpose. Yeah. That's amazing. I, that's such a beautiful metaphor. And that's something that we can all look at embodying in our own life as being that bird. And you, you've done that in your life. So I can so clearly see how instead of running as a little bird on two legs, you actually allowed yourself yes. to fly and spread your wings and you continue to do so. And not only are you doing it in your own life, but you're leading others to do it as well, which is such a beautiful, beautiful gift. So that's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, this interview has been so incredible. I'm so glad that you came on the podcast today. Hey, you're welcome. Like I said, always happy to be here. And when, even when I don't sleep, maybe I wasn't sleeping because I'm excited about doing these sort of interviews because it's, uh, you know, this, this, is, this is me in flow. It's me doing what I love. And uh, if anyone, anyone listening can benefit as a byproduct of what's flowing through me, then that's always a, always a good thing as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, like I said, I'm so glad that you were here and this really was an incredible interview. I can't wait for everyone to listen to it and see all the feedback. Um, and there was just so much beautiful knowledge and wisdom and just things that you can do uh, to really change your life that came through this. So I'm just so grateful for you for being here today. And I really, I want to know um, where can my listeners connect with you? Yeah, there's a few places. So, um, so most people connect with me in the Facebook group. So I have a Facebook group um, called Connect, Contribute, Collaborate. Okay. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a very easy name to remember, but it's Connect, Contribute, Collaborate. I'm sure you put a link somewhere. Yes. Um, this is the, this is a group where people find me because it's really heart-centered business owners who are all connecting with each other to collaborate with one another, mm -hmm. and um, also where we work on this sort of mindset piece. Um, okay. So there's. So there's not only a lot of people who are doing the inner work, but we also are collaborating so that we grow as one and so that we can share our content and, and, um, and find really, really resourceful ways to do that. Mm -hmm. And we also doing, uh, we also find ways to, uh, to make a difference around the world as well and to, and to make impacts with some really worthy causes around the world. Like last, last month we did a event where we uh, contributed 5,600 bowls of rice to children wow. in um, in Vietnam uh, who have been saved from slavery and trafficking and those sort of things. Mm -hmm. And so we consistently uh, really creative with how we can create impacts around the world and, and focus on giving. Mm -hmm. um, so that Facebook group is really, really cool. It's really close to, close to my heart. And that's what flowed through me when I out of my meditation. So, yeah. um, and it's over, over a thousand members now and a really, really cool engaging group. So that's where most people find me, but you can always, jump on uh, tysoncoaching.com um, to find out more about me and, and how to find those links. And also on my, um, also on my podcast, which is Awaken, Awaken Your Business, 
uh, that's a that's a cool podcast where I just I just share what's on my mind and what's flowing through me and do awesome interviews like like I'm going to have you as well. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's also a place where people can find me. Perfect. That's amazing. So I will definitely have everything, all the links in the show notes for all of you so that you can connect with Tyson. And um, last question for you. Do you have any programs coming up or any, like, do you have spots for your one-on-one? Is there anything that my listeners should know about so that they can work with you? Yeah. I mean, this is something I'm diving deep on for myself. I'm really starting to uh, listen, listen in and, 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 and see what aligns with me right now working with uh, heart center business owners who are just keen to get clear on their calling and to, who want to truly wholeheartedly live their purpose. Mm-hmm. And I, I find that's very, very hard to find when you're in the patterns of the, of society day in, day out and in yeah. patterns of ego. Um, but doing what we've talked about now and, um, and creating that shift is, is super important. So I love if anyone needs any help to, um, to do that, um, feel free to reach out. There's many resources I have, whether it's the podcast, the group, the YouTube channel, all those different things for people to get started. Um, but yeah, I'm loving my one-on-ones at the moment and just uh, just doing what feels in flow. Perfect. That's amazing. All right. So thank you again so much, Tyson, for being on this podcast episode. It was such a pleasure to have you here and I'm just so grateful. So thank you so much. You're welcome. My pleasure. Okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Soul Service Podcast. Remember to like and review and subscribe to the show. Share this episode with all of your friends because since you've listened to it, you know how amazing it is. And I will see you guys on the next episode. Thank you for joining me today on the Soul Service Podcast. Do you want to feel powerful, vibrant, and happy in your daily life? Get in on my free Walk Your Path to Power Challenge. Head on over and join me at AnastasiaBurtnick.com forward slash power. If you love what you heard today, I would be over the moon if you could leave me a five-star review and subscribe over on iTunes. I want to help as many people as I can, and I can't do it without your support. I'll see you on the next episode.